Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. WPHT, HD, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So Kevin McCarthy is out as Speaker of the House. Who will become the Speaker? That is the question. That is the question. And don't forget, Republicans still have the votes to make sure the Speaker is one of theirs. And I think it's going to wind up being somebody much better than Kevin McCarthy. 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in. By the way, I didn't hang up on the last caller. I have a top-of-the-hour break I have to hit. And I hit it a little bit late, as a matter of fact. But, uh, you know, I can't I, I have to take breaks. It's radio. We have to make money. But somebody on Twitter says completely wrong take. And then you hang up on a caller who disagree with you. I didn't hang up on him. We went back and forth. And I said, I will agree to disagree. I mean, look, you can be angry about this, but the government of the United States of America is not in dysfunction right now because the Republicans, the Speaker of the House is not the speaker right now. The world is not going to end. If the, the, the Republicans are not going to put a Democrat in that position. So relax. It's going to be a Republican. This was about Kevin McCarthy. That's what this was about. It was about getting rid of Kevin McCarthy. And, you know, the, the, the notion of um, compromise. Isn't it interesting, though, that every time Republicans have to compromise, it's always Democrats who get their way. And the Republicans wind up sacrificing their principles under the name of compromise. And that keeps happening over and over again. That keeps happening. This is this is the problem, though. I mean, this, at some point, don't you have to say to yourself, all right, this, this has to change where, you know, they don't always just get whatever they want. What did the Democrats give up in this last go around for this CR? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. They gave up nothing. The Republicans got nothing out of it. I paid you. I played you, Byron Donalds. The Republicans got nothing out of it. So. So Matt Gates gets Democrats to go along because they hate Kevin McCarthy, too. And people are freaking out, thinking in some way this is going to make the Democrats stronger in some ways. Well, Kevin McCarthy was also making deals with Democrats to try to save his speakership. So I, I imagine then, then anybody who thinks that the House is in chaos right now would think that if McCarthy had made deals with Democrats to keep his job, then we'd be OK. First of all, why don't we all recognize for a second that this is the Speaker of the House of Representatives. This is, honestly, I think we're all making just a little 
too big of a deal out of this when you think about the fact that Congress at this point has been utterly, uh, completely ineffective and useless, with the exception of two things. One is the House Oversight Committee, and the second is the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government. And also three, the COVID committee too, the, the, the select committee on the origins of COVID-19. Beyond that, what, how has Congress been functioning exactly? Functioning how? Giving money to Ukraine? Borders wide open? How has Congress been functioning? Yeah, this is what I mean. It, 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 we, we go through this all the time, and I, I keep hearing people say, we need adults in the room, and we need people who are willing to compromise. But as I watch that happen, all I keep thinking to myself is, but every time that occurs... It seems like America winds up getting screwed over by the so-called adults in the room and compromise winds up always going in the direction of the Democrats because, yeah, they have the media on their side. They have the corporate media on their side. So what's going to happen is people are going to scream and say chaos and chaos and chaos. And like I said, the last caller, who cares? Who cares what they say? Let them scream that the House is in chaos. Let them scream the Republican Party is in a civil war. Who cares? We're not at November of 2024 yet. In fact, the only elections that are happening right now are in the New Jersey legislature, and I don't think this is going to affect any of them. And let's also not forget, too, that the Democrat Party is in utter chaos right now. They don't even have a candidate for president. I mean, the guy that they have right now, Joe Biden, they don't want. You heard James Carville say 75% of Democrats don't want the guy, and they they don't know what to do. They could pick Gavin Newsom, but Gavin Newsom is going to come from a state where he's got to defend a horrible record as governor. They could pick Kamala Harris, but she's she's more unpopular than Biden is. They could maybe throw in Michelle Obama to maybe save the day. But I mean, they Biden cannot be president. So you want to talk about a party in, in chaos right now. The Democrat Party's in chaos. Most, first of all, most people outside of people that really follow politics could care less they don't even know who kevin mccarthy is they don't know who he is they have no idea but they do know how much money's going to ukraine they do know that the border's wide open whether or not there was a little intra-party battle over who the speaker is is not going to affect their day-to-day life if the situation continues down this road though where the democrats keep getting everything that they want under continuing resolutions well then it will affect their life but you know the, the the people who are angry about this move today and there's a lot of them You know, there's a lot of people who are very upset with Matt Gaetz. And I told you, I think Matt Gaetz is a little bit of a media whore. And I think Matt Gaetz is not the right spokesperson for the job. But they're mad at him. But Matt Gaetz stepped up. And he said, this guy's got to go. And he did that because of the the whole issue with the continuing resolution. But... But really, the government of the United States is functioning. It's functioning right now. It's open for business right now. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It's 6, 11 p.m. It's closed. Government closes early. If they don't have a speaker tonight, they'll have one very soon. If they don't have one by the weekend, they'll have one next week. Just like how nobody remembered outside of people like me and you, if you follow politics, that Kevin McCarthy went 15 rounds. And I remember that night, too. I remember people saying, this is embarrassing. This makes the Republican Party look bad. They can't agree on a speaker. No, nobody cared. And nobody remembered the next day outside of the people that really follow this like, you know, like us. Nobody cares. They don't care. But what they will care about is, though, if you keep going down this road, you keep going down this road that we're on right now, then they will care. And it seems like every time Republicans get into power in Congress, they wind up spending 
like crazy. Now, the last caller also brought up Trump, and this is the reason why I had to end the call, because we can't go in all these million different directions. You don't think removing Kevin McCarthy was a good idea for the optics? Okay, fine. We can have that conversation. I can't then go back and do a rehash of Trump's presidency and and the money that was spent. Yeah, Trump spent, in my opinion, they all spent way too much money. But who was there? Kevin McCarthy. These Republicans were there in Congress with these spending bills. Presidents can only do so much. This was the same criticism that was leveled that Ronald Reagan. Congress still spends the money. You know, they have the power of the purse. Let's not forget that. Let's also not forget, too, that COVID funding greatly changes those numbers. And the reason why the deficit went up in such a way was because of the COVID funding that happened in 2020. And the reason why Joe Biden goes out there and lies to everybody and says that he was able to cut the deficit is because that money went away because COVID went away. But let's not forget, though, that the legislative branch controls the spending. And guys like Kevin McCarthy love to spend money. This is another big problem here. So they don't have a speaker right now. Oh, my God. How will we survive? How will the country survive? The speaker is is the second in line of succession to the president of the United States. But the speaker cannot call up the military. The speaker does not respond to military attacks on our country. The speaker of the House of Representatives does not do much actually as speaker he's in the line of succession so he's number two vice president something happens to the vp well then the speaker is the president of the united states in that situation beyond that though what power does the speaker have if america gets attacked tonight do you think that not having kevin mccarthy in the speaker's chair means that we're what we're gonna we're gonna get what exactly you think you think generals in the pentagon admirals at sea they're all sitting around waiting to hear what the speaker of the house of representatives thinks of course not We have a president. I mean, he's not functioning. He's brain dead. But we have people around him who will deal with that if America is attacked tonight. And when America was attacked in 9-11, the Speaker of the House of Representatives ran into a bunker like everybody else. So my point is, let's not over let's let like, like let's not blow this out of proportion like America is dying now and America's over. And I mean, some of these these tweets I'm seeing from people who are angry at me, which is kind of funny, as like you would think that America just died tonight. Like, America just died. The, the, a Democrat's not going to become Speaker. The Republicans are going to become Speaker. A Republican's going to become Speaker. Representative Jeffries is not going to become Speaker. Hakeem Jeffries is not going to become the Speaker of the House. It'll be a Republican. It's just not going to be Kevin McCarthy. But here's what I know. The sun will still rise tomorrow. I believe it's setting right now. It's, what, 614, so it's still starting to set, which is making me a little angry that it's starting to get darker every day. The sun will still rise tomorrow if Kevin McCarthy's not Speaker of the House. I promise you that. I promise you. And if there's some urgent matter that Congress needs to immediately convene and vote on something, well, then they, they have an acting speaker. So that, because speakers die too, you know, that, the things like that happen. So they have an acting speaker and the speaker then can chair the House of Representatives uh, into order and then deal with whatever it is. If America suddenly needs to urgently pass a declaration of war, which we haven't done since what, World War II? <clears throat> So what, so what really are we talking about here? For everybody who's so angry today that, that Matt Gates threw the House into chaos and the Republican Party now, and we look like fools. Well, the corporate media makes Republicans look like fools no matter what they do every day of the week. It doesn't matter. And also, too, what the hell does it matter in the long run if Kevin McCarthy's not Speaker? Go ask people on the street, average people who don't follow politics, who the Speaker of the House of Representatives is. They can't tell you. But, do, but ask them what they think of Ukraine funding. They'll tell you that. Ask them what, what they think of what how the border situation is going. They'll tell you that. 
So for everybody who's losing their mind tonight, thinking that Matt Gates just destroyed America by getting rid of Kevin McCarthy, do me a favor and please take a nice deep breath. A nice deep breath. The notion of compromise, though, let me tell you about Ted Kennedy for a moment. You know, when Ted Kennedy was around, he was called the liberal lion. And he was always lauded for the fact that he was willing to fight, shut down the government, whatever it took for his leftist liberal principles. Republicans, they have one one choice, and that is to give in to Democrats or they're labeled as big meanie pants. And the Republicans keep falling for that all the time. Like, oh, I don't want people to think we're mean, so let's give Democrats everything they want. When the Democrats are in the minority, they fight like hell for their principles and their positions, and they wind up causing gridlock all the time, and the corporate media cheers them on as being so brave and so courageous and blah, blah, blah. We will never win the public relations game here with the corporate media. We, we won't. We're never going to win that game. So don't worry about that. The question is results. What results can be delivered? I didn't get a vote today. So I didn't get to vote to remove Kevin McCarthy. And I've been in Congress, I would have, but I'm not in Congress. So I can only tell you my reaction to what happened and the reason why I think it occurred the way it did. Were there side deals made with Democrats? Yeah. Were there side deals made by McCarthy's people with Democrats? Yes. That both sides were trying to make deals with Democrats. But the Republicans now are going to meet at 630 and they're going to they're going to emerge with somebody to be the speaker. And they're going to be, look, in my opinion, they're going to come out looking very unified and they're going to come out looking unified. And they're going to say, and by the way, if you disagree with me, call right now. Matt DeSantis will answer the phone. 855-839-1210. 855-839-1210. I'm happy to disagree. I'll have a call with anybody who disagrees. But what we can't do is, first of all, and I have to take a break. I got to take a break. Number two is I can't go back and litigate Trump's presidency. That's not what this topic is about. This topic is about McCarthy. To the point, though, about um, you know, adults who can compromise and run the government. Congress is not supposed to run the government. <clears throat> That's the other point about this, too. Congress is supposed to make laws. They're supposed to pass laws and, and, and deal with a budget. Congress doesn't run the government. They're not supposed to do that. They're the legislative branch. So if the speaker is not there to to adjudicate the debates over laws and regulations, which most of the time make our life much more difficult, are we really going to be suffering that much in the big scheme of things? The executive branch runs the government. Now, sadly, of course, since we live in these crazy times right now, upside down times, we have an executive branch that makes laws and regulations, which is what I talked about yesterday on the show, why the Supreme Court needs to rein in the Chevron deference doctrine. Because right now, three-letter agencies, four-letter agencies can do whatever the hell they want. They make rules, they make laws. Congress doesn't pass laws anymore. When Congress passes a law, it's to, it, it, it may be to, over, to overturn a regulation that the executive put out as a rule in the federal register that now is the effect of law. But Congress doesn't run the country. If there's not a speaker for a month, the country's still going to run. Congress may not pass anything, but oh, boo friggity who if we don't have any new laws in a month. The committee will still meet. The oversight committee will still meet. The House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government will still meet. The House Select Committee on the Origins of COVID-19 will meet. All these bills that are proposed to regulate this and do that i mean post offices won't get renamed anytime soon like all that can be put on hold i think we'll be okay i do i think we'll be okay
we'll we'll live. We'll, we'll we'll somehow America will persevere if there's not a speaker of the House of Representatives. The legislative branch has not run this country. It's not supposed to. And the executive branch is not supposed to make law. It's not supposed to. Things are flipped on its head. So while I can understand if you if you were on Team McCarthy and you're upset because you liked Kevin McCarthy, I could understand you being upset. What I can't understand are all these conservatives out there who think this is the end of days. Who think that this chaos that now the House is in is somehow going to be the destruction of America and the fall of America. It's the freaking Speaker of the House. Like McCarthy had to go because McCarthy was a guy who was giving in to Democrats and giving them everything they wanted. And that really made a lot of people who only voted for him to be Speaker because he said he wouldn't do that stuff angry and said, well, now we're going to take our vote back. He got fired. People get fired all the time in this country. People get fired from their jobs every day in America. You know that. I know that. Every day people get fired. Every day. If they don't have a speaker next week, the, the government will still function. The country will be secure. I mean, not at the southern border. But so for all the people, and I'm amazed at how many of them actually on social media think that Matt Gates just destroyed America. Um, no. Now, whoever the next speaker becomes, let's see, old man Dudley says, I'm missing the elephant in the room. Whoever is made speaker will be a politician, an innate flaw that cannot be overcome. Well, that's true. But I do think there's a couple good ones to choose from. And part of it is a willingness to go out there and take the slings and arrows that I don't think McCarthy w- w- was willing to do. And, they, and this continuing resolution is a great point. It's a great example of this. If you're somebody who believes that gridlock is a bad thing in Washington, well, I, I can't help you. I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, without gridlock, we get perpetual funding of Ukraine and we have a wide open border. Like, gridlock is not the worst thing. Gridlock can be a very effective thing, but well, the problem is we don't use it properly. Uh, Bob is in Brigantine. Bob, how are you? I'm doing well, Rich. Thanks for asking. Listen, I have the perfect plan. You got to give me just a second here, though. You got to hear me out. I think they put Trump in the in the speaker's position, put him in an ankle bracelet. That way, he can't flee Washington. He can spend the night in the guest room at the White House, and we can vote in 44 days to see if we can pay for his legal bills in the budget. Uh, well, that part I don't know, but certainly Trump Trump could be speaker if he wanted to be. He'd be a hell of a speaker. I know he would, and, and we'll keep him from leaving Washington with an ankle bracelet. This is a perfect plan. <laughs> well, listen, you don't have to be a member of Congress to be Speaker of the House. Oh, I understand that. That's why we can vote him in. We have the, we have the votes. We got two hundred eighteen votes. Yep. Yeah, look, right, I, I imagine somebody's going to propose his name tonight, I would think. Bob, thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. You have a great night. The reason, Let me tell you the reason why Republicans won't make... Like, Let me see here this tweet I got from... Uh, and again, look, I always try to be, to be uh, uh, polite. You know what I mean? Scott says, Republicans only have a four, five-seat majority. Half of the Republicans come from states that Biden won. All you need is a few of them to get frustrated and Representative Hakeem Jeffries is speaker. It's not going to happen. I told you this back when the last time they had the battle over McCarthy. The reason why that will not happen is because nobody wants to be in the minority. The minute that the speaker is a Democrat, every Republican's in the minority. 
They don't want to do that. They don't want to do the speaker has too much control over committee assignments. The speaker has too much control over what bills get posted. They're they're in the minority. They're effectively in the minority. They have more votes, but they're effectively in the minority. They're not going to do that. Who in their right mind would do that as a Republican? You're in the majority. You're going to go back and close doors now. You're going to, oh, they're all going to yell at each other. They're all going to scream at each other. And they're going to emerge with a Republican to be speaker because they don't want to lose being in the majority. If Hakeem Jeffries becomes speaker, I, I said this to you the last time there was a battle over speaker. Republicans are not going to go down that road because they don't want to lose committee chairs, chairmanships. They don't want to lose the fact that their bills get posted. The speaker controls all of that. And Democrats are not going to agree to some stupid power-sharing arrangement where you get a co-chairman of a committee or anything like that. They're not going to do that. So again, take a deep freaking breath, please. Please, I beg of you, take a deep breath. Susie Cool says, Rich, happy first year anniversary of being back where you belong in Afternoon Drive. And for bringing all the breaking news to the Zioli Army, who I might add are much more rested these days, thank you very much, Rich. Congratulations. Well, thank you, Susie, for that. I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Listen, my buddy, Dr. Mike, <laughs> Dr. Mike Venaria is a great guy. Sorry, I just saw somebody text me thoughts on Van Drew as speaker. So what happened is that I, it was Senator Ed Durr asking me that question. It's a good question. I think he'd be a great speaker. Very good question, Senator. Uh, but I was saying Venaria, not Van Drew. But Dr. Mike Venaria is a great guy and a great friend, and he's the master of dental implants. When it comes to your smile, there's nobody better than Dr. Mike Venaria. Truly. I mean, the whole family goes to see him. He is really great at what he does, and he handles pediatric general cosmetic dentistry, pain-free root canal treatment, if necessary, and so much more. And the best part is... Great guy, great conversationalist, like-minded, great music playing in the office, good people that work there. You will love the experience at VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Mom is the only discovered him. You know, she travels up from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina to see him. And people travel from Pennsylvania, Texas, Florida, all over to see the great work of Dr. Mike Venaria. So what are you waiting for? Make your appointment today by going to VenariaDental.com. Get a free consultation for dental implants. Two offices to serve you, Cinnaminson and Woodbury, right across the bridge. Dr. Mike is a great guy and a great friend. VenariaDental.com. VenariaDental.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, so... 
if anybody thinks that uh, what happened today, what Matt Gates did was about Matt Gates and it was about, you know, deals with Democrats and all that other stuff. I, I can't speak to that. I, I don't know. You know, I started the show today at three o'clock thinking that Kevin McCarthy was going to survive this. I heard from several conservatives that I deeply respect today on the floor of the House of Representatives explaining all the reasons why Kevin McCarthy needed to go. And I still thought Kevin McCarthy was going to have the votes at the end. And I also read a New York Times story, which I shared with you about all the deals that Kevin McCarthy was making with Democrats to save his speakership. So for all these people who are out there trashing Matt Gates, you have to understand something. Kevin McCarthy was absolutely willing to sell out everything to keep the role of speaker. He was. I shared that with you earlier today. But just in case you missed it, I'll just reiterate it right now, because I know there's going to be a lot of people out there who are saying right now that uh, this is all about Matt Gates and the Democrats are getting more powerful. The story from The New York Times today, Democrats weigh whether to rescue McCarthy from the GOP ouster bid. And what the story goes on to talk about is what some of the deals that McCarthy was willing to make with them and this is what the this is what they say here. They say <clears throat> Democrats have been strategizing internally about what concessions they might be able to extract from Mr. McCarthy in exchange for saving him from Mr. Gates and his allies. Democrats are eager to see Mr. McCarthy commit to more funding for Ukraine, award more federal projects in Democrats' districts, and honor the deal on spending levels he reached this year with Mr. Biden. According to people familiar with the discussions, all would draw a backlash from Republicans. As of Monday evening, McCarthy had not approached Democrats with any offer in exchange for their help, and Democrats had not yet reached out to him with an ask, according to people in both camps familiar with the matter who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss it. Some Democrats had also floated ideas that seemed less likely to be acted upon, such as demanding co-chairs for committees, removing right-wing Republicans from the Rules Committee, and even obtaining a promise that the GOP campaign committees will not spend money to defeat politically vulnerable Democrats. So... Remember this, 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 this idea right now is as the you know effort to trash Matt Gates goes on, and I'm not like a big Matt Gates guy. I, I I told you at the start of the show today. I think he's probably even the wrong messenger here, and you know a lot of people think the guy's a little too much about promoting himself all the time. But I think it's less about Matt Gates, and it's much more about Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates is the one who just stepped up. Matt Gates practically dared McCarthy to negotiate across the aisle to save his job. He suggested that McCarthy had cut a secret side deal with Biden to continue financial support for Ukraine as the country defends itself against a Russian invasion. And he blasted the speaker for partnering with Democrats to keep the government open. Working with the Democrats is a yellow brick road that has been paved by Speaker McCarthy, he said. And it's, it's clear that many Democrats are in no rush to save the speaker. Many have grown frustrated with his actions catering to the hard right members of his party, including his fealty to Mr. Trump and his opening last month of the impeachment inquiry, even in the absence of any evidence of misconduct. Democrats have a litany of complaints about how they believe they have been wronged by the speaker. Just this past weekend, they accused him of jamming them with a 71 page stopgap bill with no time to review it. So the 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 plan, the idea here that Either of these two guys are completely clean about, you know, you talk about compromise and bipartisanship. Well, <laughs> the, both both of them were reaching across the aisle, so to speak, to try to recruit people to help out with this plan. Now, I do not believe a Democrat's going to emerge as speaker. If that happens, I will be one very, very angry man. And so will everybody. So I can't imagine that that's actually really going to be a thing. 
I think it's one of those things that people say right now because they hate Matt Gates and they're very, very angry at him. But this is not this is not about Matt Gates. This was about Kevin McCarthy. That's the problem. It was Kevin McCarthy. It was his CR. It was everything around that. That's what that's what occurred today. That's what led to this moment. I mean, opening up an impeachment inquiry into into uh, Biden is nice, but again, that's that's not what this was about. And do you really think that was really going to lead to much fruit anyway? Versus what the CR gave to Democrats, gave to Ukraine. Nothing happened on the border. We got nothing in exchange for that. Nothing. Byron Donald said it the other day, played you the clip, Republicans got nothing out of this deal. Nothing. So, you know, I mean, for all the all the good that Kevin McCarthy did in terms of those select subcommittees, I can't imagine that the, the new guy is going to go in there and shut them down. I don't think that whoever becomes a speaker, whoever emerges from this fight tonight or tomorrow or the next day or next week, whenever it is, and the country will survive. I promise you it will survive in the meantime. I can't imagine that that person's going to go in there and shut down the oversight committee or or the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government or any of those things. I can't imagine that. The, the, the mistake that McCarthy made was in order to get the speakership, he told Republicans back then <coughs> that he would fight and would not succumb to the Democrats and the omnibus bills and the CRs. And that's he did the exact opposite of that. He had this coming. This was his choice to make. He could have handled this much differently. Kevin McCarthy had multiple choices here. He could have come out on Friday and said, I want to let the American people know we want we want to keep the government open, too. But the border has to be secured and we're not voting on Ukraine funding as part of this bill. If the Democrats don't want to go along with that, that's fine. If Mitch McConnell doesn't want to go along with that, that's fine. That's where we stand. That's what we were elected to do. And, you know, let the chips fall where they may. The other point, too, is why does everybody who's a so-called conservative or a Republican believe that? Just because the media would blame Republicans for a shutdown, that the American people would blame them for a shutdown. And again, even if they did, who cares? The election's not till November of 2024, where the doddering old fool is president. So, you know, you got to stop thinking about what looks good with the press and what looks good PR-wise and start thinking about what's good for the country. This continuing resolution is not good for the United States of America. P- putting Ukraine funding in where the CR is not good for America. Allowing the, the, the government to stay open with a stopgap measure when you've got a wide open border and you've got zero concessions on that is not good for America. Forget the PR. Forget how this looks. Forget what ABC, NBC, and CBS are going to say. They're all, or MSNBC. They're all going to say horrible things about Republicans regardless of that. Got to start thinking about what's good for the country. McCarthy never should have been speaker in the first place. And the only reason he got in was he convinced these people that he was go he was different. He was a different Kevin McCarthy. But but you know, Justin Amash said it years ago, Kevin McCarthy is a liar. And he does whatever is in Kevin McCarthy's interest. This is on him. He had this coming. This is completely on him. But you know, for everybody right now on Twitter and, and who called the show or anybody else who goes, well, they're they're gonna blame us. We're gonna look terrible. We're gonna look like the party of chaos and blah blah blah. A, nobody's gonna remember that. B, who cares? Do you want to save this country or not? Do you want to save this country or do you want to pr- think that you can get nice things, nice accolades said about you by the by the corporate media? The only time the corporate media says nice things about you is after you leave. 
And then they say nice things about you. If you act like Paul Ryan or John Boehner or some of these other people, only them. But when you're there, they don't. But then later down the road, they do. Remember how they hated John McCain? Now, John McCain is the greatest hero in the history of America. So stop. Like, don't worry about that. You're never going to win those people over. Who cares? Do you want to save the country or not? Do you want to take the country and drastically change the ship? I told you back then, if if that's what you want, if you want to save the country, Kevin McCarthy's the wrong guy. He's the wrong guy. Don't make him speaker. They succumbed. They did it. They made him speaker. He gave them a series of promises, some of which he delivered and some he did not. And the thing that he did not deliver on was this. And this is what ousted him. This is what cost him to go. And there'll be all kinds of people who tell you it's because Matt Gates was worried about an investigation or Matt Gates was getting, he was going to help raise money for Democrats or blah, blah, blah. Just remember, McCarthy's people were all willing to make deals with Democrats too to keep the speakership. So just, you know, keep that in mind too during all this. All right, we got a lot more to come. We're going to check in. Citizens Bank Park. Red October's here, baby. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. Okay, but as we conclude the uh, fourth and final hour, we are getting ready for game one of the postseason. Philadelphia Phillies taking on the Miami Marlins, and we are fired up. Red October, baby. Red October. Look, the city may be a hellhole, but at least our teams are winning. At least our teams are doing great. So... I'm excited, and uh, we talked to our buddy John Brazier earlier in the show today, the director of Fun and Games. The Phillies are fired up. We do really well in the postseason, and last year, came so close. This year, I feel really, really good about things, so I'll turn it over to them in just a moment. Just a uh, programming note, remind you, Friday the 13th, we're going to be live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Please, please come out and join us for that. It's going to be a fantastic night. We're going to have a lot of fun, and uh, I want you to be there. I want you to join us. I don't want you to miss it. If you do, we're going to be very, very sad. So it's Friday, October 13th. You don't need a reservation to come. You just join us for the game and, uh, I mean, join us for the show and we'll have, a, we'll have a blast together, all right? It'll be a great time and I want to see you there. Friday, October 13th. Uh, the other thing, too, is that, you know, as we're talking about the crime in Philadelphia, Fox News today went to people in Philadelphia and asked them about the situation down there and they all agreed. You know what they agreed? They said that it's absolutely a situation where you have to understand nothing is going to come because of Larry Krasner, the district attorney, the woke district attorney. Nothing is going to happen to them. Nothing. And um, they know the looters are going to get off easy. They know the looters are going to get off easy and it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. But it's Red October, baby. Here we go. Dude, people are gassed up. Well, i tell you what, if you're a Phillies fan, you're fired up right now. And this is like the most anticipated season in the year. I mean, we went to the World Series last year. We are fully expecting, like, we want to go back. From day one in spring training, that was that was the goal. And with that, the Phillies fall to 5-10 and ten on the season. This is a game to forget for the Phillies. You know, an easy thing for us to do is to always keep fighting. There's no, what was me? There's none of that. You have to have that dog mentality every time you walk onto the field. If you don't, you're not going to survive here. The shortest recovery time of any player to return on the Tommy John. Bryce Harper makes his first career start at first base. And he makes the catch, oh my goodness. I mean, that's why they call you the Fightins, right? Bryce Harper's going to have to be held back. Each guy is a fighter. Swing and a miss, he got him. We're not going to be a pretty team by any means. We want to kick someone's butt. Inside, Marshall's around third base. 
whatever team is on the other side of the field, I don't think we care. 10 straight game, 11 straight road games, lifted to 12, 13 straight on the road. You start getting closer and closer as a team, and you start molding as a family. But it just seems like every single guy just kind of has a personality that fits this city. There's this hard-to-define kind of chemistry or magic, if you will. This city just loves to win. You know, we see our fan base, and it's like, hey, try to come get us. To see them do what they did for Trey just solidifies our fan base as the best in the world. Son, I've done. I love this place. Watching that day, I mean, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Especially they're able to lift up not one guy, maybe 26 guys. I think our role started with that standing ovation. You can't slow this team down. Wheels up, baby. There was this belief within ourselves that it's a team that can win the World Series. I don't think my is ever not on winning a World Series. All I'm thinking about is a trophy. That's all I want. That's the moment, right? Broad Street. I've said this to somebody before. If they don't understand Philadelphia, come here in October. The atmosphere of the fans in the ballpark is truly four hours of hell. And if you don't get it, then get the f- out of Philly. I tell you, you know, I have such great respect for Kyle Schwarber. I was with the uh, Schwarber's hometown heroes at his neighborhood block party, there to raise money for the cops, the first responders firefighters uh it was a great night and the way he spoke about law enforcement being the son of a cop uh and, and what a true gentleman he was to me to my wife to the families behind the bad children's foundation i'm about to go see those guys at the philadelphia fop lodge five in just a few minutes so you know what listen I'll tell you one thing about some of these guys the phillies like nola was there that night jt Realmuto was there uh i some of the other guys I, I i forget who all was there but um these are good guys you know they're good guys and i'm, I'm proud to root for them tonight schwarber is the man he's the man what he does for law enforcement what he does for the cops being the son of a cop and knowing how important they are to our city it it gives me chills so let's go phils let's go phils and with that as we get ready for game one of the postseason philadelphia phillies to crush the marlins tonight outside of citizens bank park right now our very own dan borowski and anthony dorenzo the host of the podcast the other side with dan and dorenzo gentlemen and I use that term lightly. What is the scene at the ballpark now? Hello, Dan. Hello, Anthony. Thank you, Rich. We are live, yes, from Citizens Bank way outside the wild card round of the Philadelphia Phillies playoff run. I'm here with Anthony Dorenzo, Dan Borowski. Uh, how you doing, Anthony? Oh, I mean, we're living the dream. We're here. It Last year we were here. Man. Now we're back. Uh, the energy is crazy. If you are not down here at the ballpark, get down. You don't even need a ticket to be at this block party. They got food trucks, dumplings, chicken sandwiches, beer, soda, whatever you want, and even a Ferris wheel out here. So, uh, yeah, get down here if you haven't been. I am looking over at those fantastic-looking Humpty Dumplings and uh, some other great brands out here. But, Anthony, one of the biggest debates that we're hearing out here is that they've kept it a mystery so far. Who is going to be the first pitch? of the first game for the Phillies. 
Yeah, this this has been a controversial one. But even earlier today on the morning show, we were talking about how it could be Taylor Swift. Ooh, Taylor. As everyone just nonstop talks about her. But I don't know. It seems like it may be a sports figure. So if I'm going to think that, I'm going to go with a wild guess here. Brian Dawkins. Ooh, Brian Dawkins. Yes, yes. Sports figure. I'm going to go with Donna Kelsey, Travis yeah, and Jason's yeah, mom. Yeah. Been all over media recently now doing all these commercials. Uh, was it for State Farm, right? Maybe it'll be Travis and, or no, not Travis, Donna and uh, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, join us here. We are out here, 1210 WPHT, with uh, other Odyssey stations as we broadcast live from Citizens Bank Way. But, uh, Rich, I'm going to send it back to you because we got some huge news with all this speaker, house speaker stuff. So, Rich, take it away. We'll be back uh, here on 1210 WPHT at 7 o'clock. So don't miss us. See you then. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.